What's up, Colliders? All you big AEW Collision fans out there. It's me, Andy, Jenny, and Megan. We're going to talk to you about AEW Collision, your new favorite show. That's what they're called. They're called Colliders. Colliders, like Swifters? Swifties? Swifties, yeah. Yeah. Not Collides. I don't think that's worse. That would be a good one, too. Oh, yeah. In a different spelling, but still. It works. Megan, how are you doing? Um, how's how's your uh, how's your collision life treating you so far? Um, three episodes I, in. I would put it at Hadron Collider. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think that means good. Yeah. 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 Jenny, how about you? you you've watched. Um, I think this might have been your first collision that you saw today. I saw. Parts see the second one of other ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. It's okay. Distinct lack of the elite on this show. Yes. Well, they're they're never supposed to be around, right? I mean, that's the idea. But uh, but yeah, we this is I mean this is the new this is the thing. This is the second time we're doing this because last week there was a pay per view. So we did that instead. But we still talked about collision. Um, but yeah, this is what it's going to look like. Really, uh, I don't have any other news since Thursday. So we're just going to talk about collision, and then we're going to get out of here. So uh, it's going to be a swifty. It is going to be swifty. All right, let's do it. Uh, we start. Uh, we this is this is a taped. Are you going to do what we start with every week? We already did that this week. Uh, aren't we going to pop on both? Oh Lord! All right, the elite beat pop of the week. Well, <laughs> I, I'm drinking well, a diet coke that I, I just popped. I was going to say you already popped yours, and I'm feeding Emma. Yeah. So Megan, got... do you have a pop? Uh, yeah, since we, we watched the race earlier today, and I drank non-alcoholic beer because I had to, like, do some chores between then and now. But now I'm cracking into wine a little early, but it's past five. So uh, I'm drinking my Grazzi Red. Um, I really love it, and it got, just got delivered the other day, so I'm happy to have my monthly supply. I had mimosas during the race, so... I'm done drinking before 5 p.m. <laughs> you know, they say uh, problem drinkers like to say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. But it literally is 5 o'clock in, uh, here in the Eastern time zone. So, Yeah, I was just pointing it out. Just pointing it out. Yeah. Why, why was 5 o'clock determined? Because the end of the workday. No, yeah. I thought it used to be 6 o'clock was the end of the workday. 9 to 5. 9 to 5? Oh, but... That's not... Remember the Dolly Parton song and movie, 9 to That's 5? That's right. That's right. Okay. She outlines there's it. That, there's that amazing song that was the there was the theme song for the Drew Carey show for like one season. Uh, it was the second theme. It was like the season two theme. So it was like, so season one is Moon Over Pond. I swear to God, we've talked about the chronology of the Drew Carey theme songs before on the show. But, I think um, we have. Yeah. So Moon Over Parma was season one. Then season three onward was Cleveland Rocks, which is just that song. Like that should have been like, you know, maybe one season. But anyway, no, because they left behind the excellent. It's a five o'clock world. Uh, oh, I yeah. can't think of which band it is, but they had like a really elaborate uh, intro that season, which I mean, the Cleveland Rocks ones is pretty elaborate, too. But anyway, no, yeah, five o'clock world. So it was that was codified at least as old as that song is. I feel like I should go back and watch the Drew Carey show, but I'm I'm worried it's too early to hold up. 
Um, it got like it was very like standard sitcom for a while, and then he got like so into the improv thing that it became like a weird, a very weirdly experimental sitcom. Oh, I would probably drop off around that time. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Like there would be episodes where, like Drew, like like um, you know, you'd say there would be like live recordings or whatever. So they, they'd be like somebody would say a line, but then like a bell would ring, and then they have to like deliver a different line. No, I don't. But you're still I, trying to do like a sitcom plot. I, I bet I dropped off before that. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember that, and I think that is where. I left that show behind the first time around too. And I liked Who's Line what is it anyway, but like I knew what I was getting into with that one. Right. It was as advertised. So okay. This is sorry we're doing like a historical retrospective on the Drew Carey show, but I am I'm not. Now I am curious. <laughs> uh Five O'Clock World by uh, the Vogues. Uh first charted uh December seventeenth, nineteen sixty five. So at least that long, because that was like 15 years before 9 to 5, so, yeah. Oh, okay. All I'll right, take, let's talk about, let's talk about Collision. <laughs> uh, this was taped. Um, I, I think the idea is not to do that very often, but uh, this was taped on Thursday night. Why was it taped? I think uh, because they were able to get a good deal on the building by running back-to-back nights. Why do they have to go to Hamilton? Just go somewhere else if you need. I don't know. Also, sorry, Hamilton, but how good a deal do you need to offer Dynamite to have it, or a Collision to come to your small town? I mean, shouldn't they be thirsty for live entertainment? I'm making some snap judgments about Hamilton, Ontario, and that's my fault, but I'm just I'm questioning. We determined it's about an hour drive from Toronto, uh, right? So, I mean... I, I'm, like, thinking I've been to Hamilton before. I think I visited a mall there once uh-huh. for work. Okay. Maybe. I, I know I, I, I did a lot of visits in Toronto, and then I, I had to drive like 50 minutes or so outside of town, and I can't remember where <laughs> I went to. But Hamilton doesn't sound unfamiliar. Well, there um, is a Hamilton, Ohio that you've been to. <laughs> but maybe there's not a mall there, so maybe maybe it's just outright wrong. Okay, we start with MJF making his Collision in-ring debut, which they, they uh, made a big deal of in promotion, and I almost wonder if they were just having fun with that, because, you know, it's the third episode. Um, <laughs> he is taking on a local talent, Kip Morst, I believe was the name, um, and MJF immediately hits the Heat Seeker, uh, and then uses uh, the, uh, the Brian Danielson LaBelle lock. To, uh, to finish the Kipper. Uh, MJF is um, uh, angry that he's wrestling in Canada, so he was wearing like red, white, and blue trunks and gear, which I thought was funny. Well, it was Canada Day, too. Like, it was that an too. extra burn. Yeah. Although, you know, like, it was actually like two days before Canada Day when he was doing it. So, I- I'm-, I'm guessing those people knew what was happening, though. Um... So he says he wants, he's not done. He wants to fight another local, you know, jabroni. And some big guy comes out, but he gets uh, passed on the entrance ramp by Ethan Page, who is from Hamilton, Ontario, in fact. And uh, Ethan Page cuts a very fiery babyface promo. And we have a world title match uh, right there and then. 
There you go. And we have yeah. a new world uh, champion, right? <laughs> yes. We could have. Uh, and new. But no, uh, Max just uh, after, after you know, uh, I think it went about 11 minutes and Max hit the heat seeker. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was competitive. It was back and forth. It was, you never for a second yeah. believed that Ethan Page had a snowball's chance in hell. But, um, you know, I, I like seeing people get big opportunities in their hometowns. This is the most I've ever liked Ethan Page. Okay, good. I liked his little background story about his dad. Yeah. And I liked him saying that, you know, he doesn't like Silver Spoon people, you know, because his dad, like, you know, worked his way up and was the president of multiple companies. And I just thought, Ethan, you were probably a little bit of a Silver Spoon. Yeah, doesn't that make you a Silver Spoon person? <laughs> like... He was certainly acting like one when he was in Men of the Year. Or That's yeah. right. Um, speaking of which, we didn't get any Scorpio follow-up this week, did we? No. Did they announce he was going to wrestle last week, or did, was it just like a, a promo? No, actually, I think the basis of the promo was um, Lexi Nair asking him, so when are you coming back? And he said, he gave her like a non-committal answer of, sometime soon. Probably because he and Tony Khan have no idea. Yeah. Uh, next up, we go to a own heart tournament quarterfinal match dustin Rhodes versus powerhouse hobbs um crowd was super dead for this for whatever reason um i guess because they just thought well you know obviously just powerhouse hobbs is gonna win but it took forever uh i think this was even longer than the than the uh mjf match and it was just it was just like one near fall after another for dustin that nobody believed in and honestly I think this would have been more effective if it had been like a two minute squash. Like I, I think people would have been surprised by that, not by Hobbs winning, but by him like winning so explosively and it would have mm -hmm. done a lot more for Hobbs and Dustin doesn't need, you know, to like, this gave Dustin way more than he needs at this stage. Yeah. And he got, he led. It's just, I'm just so over. Yeah. Another, another Rhodes brother that, if he shows up, you're like, oh, great. There's like a 70 to 30 chance that he's going to bleed. And man, this was not a match he needed to bleed in. And I agree with you. It would have been so interesting to have just a quick squash and be like, that was a tournament match. Damn. Yeah, right. Like you wouldn't see it coming because of the tournament, you know? Yeah. Um, next up, we get uh, Miro in action. And he comes down to the ring and he is taking on. Anthony Henry of the Work Horseman, who I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, nope. But, uh, I did recognize him, though. I was like, that is a guy who's not just from Hamilton, Ontario, here to be squashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know him. I know him. Um, I, and, and he has the weird distinction of being um, JD Drake's tag team partner when he's not doing wingman things. Yeah, that's true. JD Drake getting out in like a couple different groups. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the wingmen exist anymore. I wonder if they are like on Ring of Honor or something. Yeah. I mean, we have not. Well, you watched the uh, or being the elite, right? So have they? I feel like they spent a lot of time showing up there and not much on actual television. Yeah, they haven't been around lately. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Miro uh, crushes this man, and uh, <laughs> I mean. No, nothing really, no, no angle or anything. I mean, Miro looks good coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 
I think we've seen two of these now. We know Miro. We're, he's well established with us. I think it's time to tell us what Miro's doing now. Yep. Like, give him let's, got let's, a, yeah, let's he's give got a new shirt. Going. Guys, he's got a new holy themed shirt where he's the Redeemer. He ripped it off too fast to notice the details, but... I'm sure you can check it out at uh, shopaw.com. Uh, Tony Schiavone has a promo segment with the Bullet Club Gold, who, and we finally, we get we get the in- official announcement that uh, the Gun Club are now the Golden Guns. They have been inducted uh, into the Bullet Club Gold along with the Bang Bang Gang. So... That's that actually paid off after all all these weeks. Jay White sure likes little nicknames and catchphrases, doesn't he? He said about thirty of them during this promo. I mean, he's you know he was a WWE kid who was very influenced by The Rock. I think <laughs> he's doing his damn thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jay. Uh, Jay's a good promo. Uh, he's. Even if he doesn't, he didn't really have a lot to say, but he still kind of made it entertaining. Um, the gist of this is that uh, the Bullet Club Gold added the former tag team champions, but now he and Juice are going to challenge for the, for the tag team titles instead. Yep. <laughs> I thought I that was like... interesting. Like, I mean, I don't even, I don't think it's going to come up, but like, it's, it is just interesting. They're like literally the last team to hold the titles before. All right, we had a little uh, bit of a technical issue there, but we soldier on. Uh, next up, a, another tournament quarterfinal match as Ricky Starks takes on Juice Robinson. I totally lost focus during this. Do not really enjoy watching either of these guys wrestle. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm, 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 it's for somebody. I mean, these... I don't know. What do you think, Megan? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was like another one of their... Like, they've fought before enough times that I'm kind of like I thought we were done I thought you're I thought everybody was moving on to bigger better things and instead I think it's, it's over just now. the same I think it's over now because you know they had to do the tournament match so okay yeah it's like I don't dislike Ricky uh juice kind of freaks me out because he's super weird um but yeah I just I think I zoned out a little during this one too because I'm like uh, we've done this before <laughs> like I'm good. Yeah. Um, backstage, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, uh, one of whom is the TNT champion, but you wouldn't be able to tell by looking, uh, gets uh, challenged by Sean Spears, who I feel like I don't know. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch Rampage, Megan? I did. Okay. I so did. I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel like we're just going to spend this month. With Sean Spears like popping up all over these shows, you know, and then pro- and then we probably won't see him for a long time after that. Why will we see him for a month? Because they're in Canada for almost a month. Oh, okay, and he's Canadian. That's correct. Which you know what? It's fine. Like we haven't seen Sean Spears in a yeah. while, and yeah. on Rampage he he had like a fun match, and the crowd chanted ten, and he you know, it's fine. Does he do like backstage work? Not to my knowledge. Okay, but maybe. Uh, next up, we have uh, TBS title on the line as we get another look at Lady Frost as she challenges Chris Statlander. Stat, of course, gets the win. But I don't know. Between the entrance and the look, and, you know, she's not shabby. Doesn't seem shabby in ring. I think there's something to Lady Frost. Yeah, I thought she was cool. Um, 
I thought much like a lot of these women's matches, the crowd was like, yeah, we're here kind of, but like, you know, it was quieter. Um, well, I mean, you know, most of them probably have no idea who Lady Frost is. She's never, she's never appeared on Dynamite, you know? That's true. Uh, yeah, and that's fair. And I think just overall, um, on this show, when it wasn't the tournament matches and sometimes when it was, it's kind of like I went into them going, I know who's going to win. And, you know, that's not necessarily bad, but it kind of, it kind of killed the tension. Like I knew, I figured like they're not going to give Lady Frost this title because Chris Statlander just came back and, um, you know, who is Lady Frost? But she looked cool <laughs> and she did yeah. good wrestling. Did you miss her other appearance? I think she wrestled on a rampage. I think I did miss that. I do remember okay. seeing her advertised for it. I just, that was a week I don't didn't watch, I think. Okay, I think this was my second time seeing her. So yeah, that, that would make sense. Uh, yeah, stat wins with the, whatever she calls the Big Bang Theory now. Um, it's like the Saturday night special or something. Something okay. about Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, that would be fitting for... You know, collision. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then we get, like, kind of like our only other angle of the show, which at least, well, no, there was an angle after the main event. But, like, there was an angle, like a backstage angle with Andrade is cutting a promo, and he wants his mask back, and he's very annoyed. And the House of Black come on the screen magically, and they're like, yo, we have your mask. We're not giving it back. Try being tranquilo about it. And Andrade is just like, and storms off. He is not tranquil about it. No, he needs to get some friends. Um, hopefully, Roosh will be back soon. Him and Roosh and, uh, and, I don't know, either Drillistico or Ten can go after the trio's titles. Yeah. Yeah. Roosh uh, is, I think, off because uh, he became a father uh, last week. Or the week before. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good to know, because it did seem like he was out there, and then he wasn't. <laughs> Just kind of yeah. disappeared. Also, there were also rumors that, like, might he might be having, like, having to get his visa renewed right now, too. So, oh. yeah. Uh, Did you see pictures of his baby? Uh, it was one of those deals where, like, the picture was, like, him holding it, like, towards him. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Probably shielding him, because he knows Emma's cuter than all other babies. Probably. All the babies out there are running for their life now. Mm-hmm. None dare show their face now that Emma's here. <laughs> uh, and that takes us to our main event and the reason uh, for the season. Owen Hart tournament quarterfinal. Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. Holy cow. I thought this, this, one, this one was worth the price of admission to me. Um, just these two chopping each other and slamming each other and uh, it was it, it totally rocked. Smojo, when motivated, can still definitely go at a very high level, and he seems very motivated right now. Probably because he's excited that he's about to work with CM Punk again, um, because he did, in fact, defeat Roderick Strong uh, with the Kokina clutch. Roderick passed out, and then Joe. Totally telegraphed what he was going to do. So you would think that CM Punk might have been able to get there in time from the, from the commentary <laughs> desk. But he, he pulled a chair into the ring and uh, gave 
uh, Roddy, the uh, the old island driver, uh, onto the chair, and Roddy did a stretcher job, and Punk kind of came in the ring afterwards and was like, "Oh no!" And then Adam Cole, the you know everybody's best friend, uh, ran down to kind of see what was going on. I just realized that was like, well, I mean, I guess, I guess you know they're in they're in Canada. They were literally in that town the night before for dynamite so it makes sense that cole probably just it's Maybe. not it's not like it was a big deal for him going out of his way to go to collision just to do that one thing that's where the yeah. car drove him in mjf oh <laughs> just circled the arena for a while mm-hmm. yeah well they to, bonded to hamilton yeah yeah so anyway um yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, like the show was all about the main event, and the main event delivered. So, I'm happy. Uh, I'm probably being too hard on Juice and Ricky. I just, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't give a shit about either of those guys. Do you like Ricky's promos, or no? You know, okay. No, I think I think Ricky is really obnoxious and is a much better fit as a heel. I have not. I've. I've. I haven't liked him since he turned babyface. I think that's probably that's probably fair. Yeah. His promo style does seem to lend to the cocky heel. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, I guess we can just briefly talk about we we do have our um semifinals now laid out for this tournament. As next week we're getting Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. And which, which they're billing as Punk versus Joe four, uh, and I expect. Oh, here's another thing I want to talk about. How great is it when you have a match like Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe to get this really awesome video package with all this old Ring of Honor footage in it? Yeah, I mean, that's what Tony Khan bought it for, right? Yeah, realistically. Yeah, and then and, and we're going to get that times 10 with whatever video package they put together for Punk and Joe, because Punk versus Joe was like, you know, a major, major feud in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Did they announce Hobbs versus Starks for that show as well, or do we not know when that match takes place yet? I cannot remember if they did. Okay, they might be stretching. They might be spreading out a little further. Um, they did the thing where they announced Dynamite and Collision. Like, yeah, so like I get, I lose track honestly when they're just like, here's a bunch of matches that are happening on two different shows, but they all sort of blend together. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm just trying to see because they because I know that the finals are supposed to be in uh, Calgary. Which is not until July fifteenth. Gotta go to Regina first. Gotta go to Regina. <laughs> Gotta go to Edmonton. Gotta go to Saskatoon. Oh, Saskatoon! My goodness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I could see them doing like waiting a week to do the other semifinal. You know, stretch it out a little bit, but. I don't know. I'm thinking at this point I'm thinking Oh I guess Punk Hobbs is the final. I don't know that you beat Punk this quickly. So Yeah, because you had I was gonna ask you about that. You had thought that Hobbs would be the overall winner. And I thought as far as like 
Hobbs's story of Hobbs and the way they are bringing him back and kind of, I assume we're going to push them or push him. Like, wh- do you still think he's going to win? Yeah, I do. I think wh- when I say I don't think you beat Punk this quickly, I, I mean the in the semifinals against Joe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, but, but you know what? They could just as easily just have, like, say, okay, like, CM Punk's our number one star. Why not? Let's just have him win the thing because you probably get more more publicity for the Owen Hart Foundation that way and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. <clears throat> the heel won it last year. So so maybe it makes sense to let Babyface win it. Yeah, but he won it with his girlfriend, and so they were like a heel power couple, and then he got injured, and it could have do much with that. Yeah. It could have been different. <laughs> Definitely could have been different. Uh, but yeah, so I'm thinking. Does anybody think differently? Think does anybody think Joe has a chance of going over? Because like you know, because like Joe Starks is is would be the other dynamic. I don't really see. A reason for that one. <laughs> here's so here's my other thought. This is also why I think it's going to be Hobbs winning, because why? If if it's going to be Punk winning the tournament, why would you not save Punk Joe for the finals? Yeah, because that's, that's the biggest match. Yeah, that's a good point. So this way, if the idea is you're going to do Hobbs, Hobbs gets to win the tournament, but you still get to do a Punk Joe match as a big TV main event. Yeah, I think that's why I skipped ahead and was just assuming that it would be Punk Hobbs in the finals. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Joe story is big, but also heel versus heel, Joe versus Hobbs. I, you know, and also, like, again, that doesn't, it's not a pair up that, I don't know, you'd expect in a way that's not, like, exciting <laughs> i don't know no, I just, no i think you're right yeah i just assumed punk would win and go on and then i was like but they're gonna beat him but it's his show but also like what does he gain by winning honestly because he's already seen punk and he's gonna go for like the big title he has a title in a bag you know like <laughs> or a snake as jenny posited Ooh. Well, last time we saw something in a bag it was a snake being thrown onto brandy road so yeah well i mean it was carried by a man named jake the snake so it might be slightly different here, but that's, it it. that's fair. So that was Dynamite episode, or Collision, sorry, episode three. Uh, Jenny, what did you think of this one? I thought it was decent. I don't think, I, I still think the best thing about the show is the theme song. And Agreed. I think that the bald of the two FTRs needs to learn the song that the, the words to the theme song. Oh, that's right. He did. It's say... not Saturday nights. All right for fight. Saturday nights. All right for fighting. True. That's true. Megan, how about you? Um, I enjoyed it. Like, honestly, I'm kind of, maybe it's because I'm not so analytical with like notes and stuff for it. And I've been having just kind of a relaxed time viewing it. But to me, it's, like, just a solid, like, you get some good matches, you get some good angles, and then you get out of here. Like, it doesn't even really feel two hours to me the way Dynamite does sometimes. It's it's definitely less frenetically paced than Dynamite, and I, 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 I wonder if that's on purpose. 
Well, yeah, we I talked was about of, trying to make the shows feel different, you know. They well, they for sure feel different, and I was kind of wondering if it was like further trying to imitate like the the earlier wrestling shows because they did the whole like heel promos or not heel, but like both promos at the beginning, like that style, and I don't know, it just has a different tone to it, and I like it, and I am willing to say, so far I'm enjoying CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think maybe, you know, he's got an attitude problem, but, like, I'm not hating him as much as I thought I would, and I'm being entertained, and I don't know. Like, overall, I'm it's exceeding my expectations because I have three episodes in yet to dread the extra two hours of wrestling a week. And if that ever flips, I think it'll be harder (laughs) for me. But for now, I'm like, ah, collision. I get a little get a little taste of AEW going into the week. I I still think I'm like, I think it's a one hour show. And then I so I think it's wrapping up and then we're only halfway through. I, I think that's my issue with it. Is that you're thinking of it as like rampage too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the company definitely does not want you to think of it that way. <laughs> I know, but it's still kind of in my mind is that. So oh, I sure, think yeah. that's my main issue. It just, it feels like it drags on to me just because I think, I think it's just a one-hour show, but it's a two-hour show. Not that it's bad. Not, not much. Not much we can do about that. I know that's, that's <laughs> not their fault. Just is, but they're definitely putting more effort into it than they did Rampage. So yes, good for that part of it. I, guess. I mean, they got Elton John. I'm good. They got Elton John. Week, you know, week four. I mean, Punk Joe. That's definitely the biggest main event so far. So they're they they didn't give up on it in, in week two. You know. So, so that's great. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that match next weekend. Me too. I'm excited for Collision. I am a collider. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like All I'm right. at a group, and I need to like admit it in front of people. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's that's it. I think. Uh, so we'll be back Thursday with uh, Dynamite, and thanks everybody for listening. For Jenny and Megan, I'm Andy, and this has been Elite Beat. E, Elite Beat. E, E, Elite Beat.